Trish and Richie here with your daily takeaway. Welcome along. Uh, this is the first episode of the podcast I have done with you for the last four or five years, um, not in my old faithful pair of headphones. Oh, yes, you've got a new set on. I have got a new set on because pre-show today, I dropped them and uh, one of the ears has fallen off. They've been good campaigners, though, for you. They have, they have been. Now, you and I, different attitudes to headphones. I've only had the one pair. Yours kind of, like, change day in, day out. I've had many lovers. <laughs> you've had many lovers. And what I don't like about this new pair that I've got on today, yep. you know where you wear a pair of pants where the elastic has perished somewhat? And uh-huh. You've walking around with that jeopardy. Uh, of just falling down all the time. Yeah, the, the, the gusset risk. That's what these feel like. Like, my old ones are so tight and snug on my ears. If I laugh too vigorously at these, look. <laughs> They've gone. come off. They're gone. They're well, I'll tell off. you what, you're on the perfect show to avoid that kind of risk. <laughs> <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We hope you're all safe and well and your recycling bins are intact after the battering the country took from Storm Aisha uh, over the past 24 hours. 80, 90 mile an hour winds. It was pretty crazy last night. Crazy as well in the world of uh, flights and piloting and aeroplanes, etc. Uh, and as I said at the start of the show, I'm, I'm tired today because I was up really late last night uh, watching the madness unfold on a thing called Flight Radar. Yeah. Now, you're, you're, a, you're a, an, an early adopter of Flight Radar. I've only got into it recently. Up until this point, I've only used Flight Radar to see what planes are flying from Southend Airport when we're in the allotment because mm-hmm. they go right over when we're out gardening at the weekend and everything. So quite low scale. But last night, obviously, everything went crazy because of the storm and loads of planes were getting diverted. Uh, and it was just this stream of, like, mad stuff that was going on where, for example, Ryanair flight FR633 from Copenhagen to Dublin diverted to Manchester, four hours on the ground. The F- aircraft took off again to make another attempt to reach Dublin. Three hours later, it diverted to Liverpool, 50 kilometres away from Manchester when they first started. Uh, and then there was the Ryanair flight FR5991 from Lanzarote to Dublin, div- diverted to Bordeaux. Yep. So there was some crazy stuff going on. And I was thinking when I was watching all these kind of weird swirling patterns on the map last night as these planes were going back and forth and ending up at places they shouldn't be. I I've never been diverted anywhere. You've been diverted? I have been diverted. It's, it's not as fun as you think it might be. Because it sounds like it might be kind of fun because you don't know where you're going to end up. Like those, those guys going, uh, you know, Lanzarote to Dublin. They went to Bordeaux. I've never been to Bordeaux in my life. I remember trying to fly from Bournemouth to Turin for a skiing trip. Yeah. Uh, and it was an old plane, so there was fog at Turin, and our plane was too old to be able to like go through all the clouds. All the other modern planes, they were fine. Yeah. So we were parked in some airport in Genoa for about three hours, waiting for the fog to clear. Uh, and the, the pilot opened the doors and said, "Look, stretch your legs on the tarmac, um, and then once we're ready, we'll go." Kind of thing. It's like M five. <laughs> It was horrendous. A couple of people who bought a football started having a kick around. The Italian airport police came across so quick you would not believe. Yeah, yeah. Everyone bundled back on the plane. Pilot comes on and goes, well, I don't know whether it's how you behaved or whether it really is the fog, but apparently we're fine to go to Turin now. Oh, well, if in doubt you get stuck next time, have got, a kickabout. Got kicked us out, yeah. Uh, Cole says, the one and only time we got diverted was using East Midlands, because it was 30 minutes from home. On the return from Orlando, that ILS was broken, which is some kind of laser landing system thing, I think. We attempted to land, but the fog forced us to Stansted. Another fog-based story there, Richie. Yeah. Uh, long, tedious coach trip back. Everyone already depressed on a come down from two weeks in the theme parks. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, Nick is in Newport. Uh, Johannesburg Airport once forgot to 
to empty the toilet tanks on a plane, uh, despite it being there for 12 hours between flights. Uh, announcement oh. made over the tannoy at about 3am. We're just dipping into Palmer to get the toilets done. As you do. Problem is, Palmer didn't know how to do toilet tanks on a 747. So two hours later, we finally take off again. Arrived into Heathrow four hours late just because of the toilet. That's a nightmare off the back of like what would, would have, I imagine, been a nice like holiday. Toilet tanks. And you wouldn't have been able to go to the toilet. This, yeah, it would be full. Oh, can you imagine how bad that humped? Uh, right, let's move, al- move along quickly. Uh, we've got Jim on the line. Jim, what happened to you? Uh, we were flying from Chicago to London. Booked a more expensive flight to get back in time for the football. But they ended up landing in Manchester because their computers had gone down. Right. And we sat on the tarmac for about three hours. <laughs> and they said, right, get off. <laughs> Make your own way home. And we were saying, what do you mean? We're miles away. So, but it's England, isn't it? It's not that big. Oh, my look. It's <laughs> outrageous. It's plane. Hundreds of us. So we ended up, I think we got to Houston about 1am. All these yanks were following me like the Pied Piper to get back to. <laughs> Without their luggage. You've got the tights for it and the, and the, uh, the tin whistle. Uh, and so, and which, which football game were you trying to get back for then? It was an England game in the 90s. It was England-Germany, I think. On the t- it was on telly. Back, back when everyone kind of cared about England. <laughs> well, that was it, I suppose, yeah. yeah. Did we yeah. win? Was it a game that would have been worth getting back for? It was, um, yeah, it was World Cup, so it must have been, what, 98 or something like that? OK, the house in years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, back when we could. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. A great one here. Tui flight uh, from uh, last year going to Bournemouth got diverted to Cardiff. There's a lot to be said for, um, you know, flying to, like, your regional smaller airport. Uh, yep. but maybe not this. Got diverted to Cardiff because uh, we were late and the airport had shut. <gasps> Can I just say... <laughs> I've, I flew, I've flown in and out of Cardiff Airport before because I used to live in Bristol. Cardiff Airport ain't in Cardiff. Isn't it? It's miles away. Oh, wow. Absolutely miles away. It's, <laughs> it's an absolute scandal. It took us ages to get back. Uh, but anyway, so there you go. We'll keep them coming in. Uh, I've, I've got a voice note now from a dear friend of mine. Uh, his name is Iggy, Neil McGonagall. Uh, he's from Liverpool, massive Evertonian, Gladys Street and stalwart. And I went to university with him. He's, he's, he's a top man. And he had an incident on a flight back from Vegas. Have a listen to this. It was me and our Jack, me and you we're in vegas so we got on the plane and then probably about an hour two hours into the flight all the lights are off the captain come on and said there could be a uh, something on board that was threatening the, the operational safety of the, the flight our jack because he was bladded he was fast asleep so all the aero stesses kept coming around and they were checking everything the overhead compartments the backs of the seats he kept telling me off because our Jack was asleep and we might have to evacuate with the plane. And I was like, well, it's not to do with me. He's old enough to look after himself kind of thing. But anyway, he couldn't find nothing. But the captain, he said that he was going to uh, divert us. Landed in Montreal about six in the morning. I thought to be all like firemen and all that coming on and we'd be like heroes and putting them silver blankets, the foil blanket things around you. None of that. We just got kicked out onto the runway and there was like sniffer dogs all over us and then put on these buses back to the airport and then ended up putting us out up in a hotel in in Montreal for the night and uh, me and Jack, we met a couple of uh, buddies as we called them, still in touch on Facebook to this day and uh, we went out, got absolutely bladdered in Montreal because we cheated death and then he uh, flew home to Manchester the next day so that was uh, that was the story fella 
There you go. So that's uh, that's my friend Iggy's thing. Wow. With it. And he's made these friends, Catherine and Phil from East Sussex and Stephanie from Vegas. Uh, they still stay in touch now because they met on a diverted plane because they thought wow. it was a bomb on board. <laughs> this is the Daily Takeaway. So if January is a month uh, where you are trying to be fit and uh, just live a healthier life, it can be tricky because gym membership is very expensive. It's really expensive. Uh, I stumbled across something this morning at home which I think could be the next big fitness fad but no cost whatsoever. Changing sofa cushions. Oh, they're one of the worst things ever, isn't it? Worst things ever, that. Wasn't expecting to necessarily be doing that task at home this morning, but at uh, five past eight, uh, the five-year-old threw up on the sofa. Oh, dear. Uh, so he can never handle his drink, can he? <laughs> he can't. It's so bad uh, with that squash. Uh, so, yes, at uh, ten past eight, the uh, cushions are coming off the sofa, straight in the washing machine. Yeah. Wow, that takes ages. Take it takes ages to get them off. You're thinking, right, OK, this is going to be an easy job. Just take the zip off the back. And then you're sort of like, you're leaning on them, you're, you're kneeling oh, on them, you've got them in between your legs as some kind of like vice-like grip trying to bend the cushion to actually get it out. And then it twangs back in your face and all these swear words are coming out whilst there's a poorly child throwing up on another cushion. It's a nightmare. It is awful. And, I mean, it's a little bit like, um, like trying to shear... A sheep? Yes. The, the position you I'd, get into. I'd imagine that's exactly the case. It's the same thing. And then about two hours later, it gets worse because you've got to try and put them back on again. Yes. I don't know whether I should have tumble-dried them or not, but I did. Oh. It, I, I feel like they're a little bit tighter going back on than they were coming off. I, I, we had to wash, or decided to wash, you know, like you can get those armchairs in Ikea, those kind of grey armchairs, yeah. and I'm, I thought, well, I'll just take just take that off and wash it. I don't think, I, it was probably on the floor for about two or three weeks. <laughs> Couldn't bother to do it. It's a nightmare. But I wish I had set my Apple Watch off to try and count the calories as I was doing it because I must have burnt so much. Yes. So I think there should be other little simple tasks around the house that should be considered exercises, fitness regimes. It would save going to the gym. So what, rather than like spending loads of money on the gym, you just do like a, maybe uh, uh, what they call like a boot camp uh, training, circuit training yes. thing of four Around or five house. household chores. Any other chore you want to put on there? Just going into different people's rooms and collecting pint glasses. <laughs> The other day, my teenager had like four glasses in her room. My other half, Katie's got about 15 down the side of her bed. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Lee would like to add in carrying shopping bags from the car to the house in one trip. That, that's Lazy Man Handful, I believe it's called. Lazy Man's Handful. Uh, someone says here, hoovering the stairs is one of the worst things ever. So you've got the kind of little combo of holding onto the hoover and working your way up bit by bit. These these will burn calories. Uh, this tweet here, climbing in and out of the loft if there's no access ladder. Uh, Emily used to work as a housekeeper at a local hotel 15 beds and cleaning six rooms couldn't move after the first shift honestly i did chambermaiding if that's what it's still called back in the day uh, uh pontins and it is one of the hardest jobs in the world if you do that job you have my respect nick says uh, what about hoovering with a henry hoover it's like pulling a corpse on a string biceps like oak trees within a month that kind of works <laughs> uh, jay what are you suggesting honestly doing a double duvet or a king size duvet so I tend to tie headbands to each corner and then try and waft it down. Otherwise, I just get lost in the middle of it. Brilliant use of the word wafting on a Monday uh, evening. Uh, and you tie, tell, say that again, you tie hairbands to the corner of the duvet. Yeah, so they all, so each corner of the duvet stays in place and then you can make sure that they stay at the top and then bring the duvet down. This is a great idea because normally I would say you have to try and change the duvet with somebody else. So the hairbands are acting as the other helper, aren't they? Yeah. And they keep everything in place and then you can bring everything down, otherwise you lose corners left, right and centre. 
There you go, Jay and a little hairband helpers. I'm going to go straight off to Claire's accessories later. <laughs> <laughs> is that where you get hairbands, Jay? We're not really in the, in the know. You can, you can go to Claire's, Claire's is fine. Or you can use rubber bands, you could use pins or like clips. Or, pims? I'm sure... Yeah, pins on the right word. Clips. <laughs> no, pins would be good after trying to do that. You'll forget about pins and then end up freaking yourself in the middle of the night. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. The noise of the past. It's Bush and Richie's Sound of the Decades. Absolute Radio 70s. So here we are then, my friends. A sound effect specific to the 1970s. You've got to guess what it is. There's lots of, like, stuff up for grabs. Here's the, here's the sound there. Have a listen to this. So what are we at? We're at uh, Signed Absolute Radio Mug plus what? Signed Absolute Radio Mug plus five chocolate bars. Five chocolate bars? Stuffed in there so far. Wow, what an amazing treat that would be. Could be Fran's. How are you, Fran? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Hey, Fran, was everything okay for you last night with the storms? Um, yeah, I think we've got a fence kind of half down, but nothing major. Have you done a, a head count of wheelie bins, food bins, that kind of thing, <laughs> all fine? All good, all good. Good to know. Now, Fran, important question. Which radio station of choice do you choose to consume this home time show with? Um, I flip between the 80s and the 90s, usually. Oh. Two great decades to be adjacent to, that's for sure. And <laughs> um, what were you up to in the 70s when this sound effect was around? Well, I was an 80s baby, but I'm pretty sure we still had this in the 80s too. What I find this, this, this competition, this feature, is just a little slap in the face on a daily basis for people who are younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get someone on who's in their 60s or 70s, please. Anyway. I had one of these. Yes, I remember those. I was, I was 15. Right. <laughs> Fran, let's see whether your sketchy memories... Uh, are going to win you the Signed Absolute Radio mug and the chocolate bars. What is oh. our sound of the decades from the 70s? I think it's a Scalectrics. Let's have a little listen. Now, we've had a lot of water under the bridge with this on a lot of different suggestions. <laughs> How sure are you, Fran? Um, I've been shouting it at the radio for about a week, so I hope so. That would imply you've been shouting it since day one of this particular sound. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Okay, she's fairly confident. Let's see if she still needs to shout. <laughs> You're a winner and you've won. <laughs> yes, it is a scale electric. Well done, Fran. Thank you very much. Let's have a listen one more time. And just that bit there is when it fell off and went underneath the bed <laughs> and you had to <laughs> dig it out. And brush them weird metal wire wires back down together again to get it back on. Longest I've ever heard a Sky Electric car stay on the track. <laughs> just to fly off. Well, listen, well done, Fran. Loads of people have been shouting at the radio, same as you. Uh, but you are the one that stepped forth and done it and you've backed yourself a hell of a prize. Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the sign absolute radio mug, five chocolate bars in there. Is there one particularly that you'd want us to make sure we get? Oh, um, I love a crunchy. She wants Ooh, a crunchy, right? Old school. If Fran wants a crunchy, <laughs> she's having a crunchy. Lovely to speak to you, Fran. Thank you very much. We fast forward a decade to the 80s when Sound of the Decades returns. This is the Daily Takeaway. So, it's time for Only Good News, which is where we celebrate stuff that's going on in your life, which is good, because I know, you know, it's been a bit of a chaotic yes. 24 hours with the weather and all that kind of stuff as well. And... When you hear stuff going on that's going good for other people, it makes you feel better about life. There's no two ways about it. So do share it with the group. A massive thank you to Laura for getting involved. Her only good news is, guys, I won £800 on the lottery this weekend, and it's only the fourth time I've ever played it. 
I'm so jealous. I, I've played the lottery loads of times. I even had a, like a direct debit standing order thing. Never won a penny. I've never won a penny. You always think it's some kind of massive like setup as well, don't you? Think well, well, hold on a minute. I can remember going to do the first ever one during my yes. A levels, walking to the news agent, doing it, and from those days on, never a penny. And eight hundred pounds on her fourth play, but we're really happy for you, Laura. Yeah, well, oh, sorry. Let's stay on on point for the feature. <laughs> yeah, we're all this happy is, this for good you. Good news. Happiness. Not like recriminations of people are doing well. Uh, this is great. I love this. My PS Five was broken, but somehow my uncle has taken it away and fixed overnight. It now means I don't have to watch TV with the missus. Says Andy. Um, wow. What's going on there? Like, he, he's he's of an age to be in a relationship where they're so tired that they don't like doing things together, yet his uncle's going away and fixing his PS5 overnight. He's, he's living the dream. He's playing Call of Duty while she's watching Selling Sunset. But that's the, that's the dream scenario. He's got a gaming chair in the next room and he's living the dream. But he can't fix himself, but his uncle can. His uncle is a man that we need to get the number of because obviously he knows <laughs> yes, what he's doing. I want to call him Gears. <laughs> Tech, the tech guy. Uncle Gears. Uncle Gears. Gears, can you fix that for us, please? <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. There, we've got Baz on the line. Baz, tell us your good news. We've finally moved into our new house after almost six, seven months of delays with solicitors. And then when we got into the house, rewires and asbestos checks and everything. So we finally got moved in last night, which means I have one happy wife and two happy kids. Amazing. I almost want to go round there and do a Kevin MacLeod revisit. Is that his name from uh, <laughs> yes. Grand Designs? Yeah. And the space kind of yeah. works well. Obviously, Baz has thought it through, and uh, I can't do any more Good Kevin Good job McLeod. you told us uh, that that was meant to be Kevin MacLeod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Baz has done incredibly well. What's he sound like? He's posh. Not like that. It's not like that at all, Baz. I'm so sorry. Kevin MacLeod is not from... Do you want one more go? Edinburgh. And in many ways... Oh, no, it's terrible. <laughs> do an impression of Kevin MacLeod. It's impossible. In many ways, this is a lovely house. They've done a good job with the budget. That sounds like a ghost. <laughs> like a friendly hey, ghost. He, 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 should, he should be on these house repairs. Hey, look, don't have, have a pop on us. It's your turn you to go have a go now. It's your turn. Yeah, you stay out of this, Baz, all right, sunshine? You do your Kevin McLeod. Go on, then. Go on, Baz. Oh, I don't have a good do Kevin McLeod, but um, what, what was a... Who lives in a house like this? Lloyd Grossman's not <laughs> what we asked for. <laughs> and also, he stopped doing it about 20 years ago. <laughs> the most uncurrent impression ever. Get him off. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling better hearing other people's good news tonight on the show. It's only good news. Share some positive stuff that's happened to you. But there are a few people being naughty. Rob Murphy in West Sussex says, My good news, guys, is that I've guessed tomorrow's sound of the 80s. It's a Rubik's Cube being completed. <laughs> that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Uh, right, Mark, what's your good news? Um, well, I was just saying, I've opened a packet of Pringles, um, sour cream and onion, and um, none of them are broken. Oh, my word. Wow. It's like, you know, when you get, like, a big monster munch, and that it might be worth, like, £1,000 on yeah. eBay. Do you think it's, are you going to eat them, or are you going to try and put them online and sell them? No, I'm going to eat them right now. Can we, can, we, can, hear you, can we hear you eat them? No, you can't. Just have what? Just do a couple of crunches for the show. I, I literally haven't got them with me. I've walked out of the house at the moment. I'm walking the dog, so they're in, in the house. I opened them up, I had a couple, and then walked out. As... Okay, so you have them when he gets back. Now, Mark, when yeah. you say you're going to do the whole tube, are you is it like one of those little pots, or is it no, the no, whole it's tube? No, it's a whole one. It's, it's a proper grown-up size one. You can't do a whole tube. You can't, can't, Mark. Come on, Mark. Come on, please. Yeah. I'm going to listen. Not one of them are broken. I've checked. So I'm going to eat the lot and I'm going to enjoy it. Mark, what we're going to do is going to let you walk the dog and whilst you're out, we're going to call around your family and try and get one of them on the phone you and intervene because this is too much. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm eating them because no one's home tonight so I can eat the lot on my own. No, no kids, no people, no nothing. There's no warning him. This can't be stopped. Mark, you got a dip with them. 
No, nothing, mate. I'm going bareback, mate, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> There's a phrase we'll never use again, but thanks so much. <laughs> Cheers, Mark. Cheers, mate, guys. See ya. This is The Daily Takeaway. There you go. There's the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Let's return to what Richie was saying at the beginning about the fact that his his trusty headphones have been put in for repair by our engineers, so they yes. should be ready in 2025. Uh, uh, but you're going to have to use these other ones. So what are you going to do? You're going to, like, um, slum it with just using any old headphones that are knocking around? Cause you're quite specific about what you use, aren't I'm you? I'm very specific about my uh, my mic muff. I don't like sharing that with anybody else. Fair enough. That's, that's, that's good sense. I'm also very specific with my headphones. I like I like just getting used to sort of, like, what I wear. They're, it just feels weird today. I feel like, like I said, sort of slack headphones on. Dyson's ears may have been kind of boiling, broiling away in those. That's why these things are so slack, because I think Dyson's probably got a slightly larger head than me. Big old, big old, curly, white-haired head. <laughs> exactly. Like a ge- geography teacher. Last time I saw him, I said to him, he needs to start using hair products because his hair is just so big these days. If, if you were to tease his hair out, I think it'd be three feet long. <laughs> but just curls up like uh, the side of like a mythical creature or something. Next time you're listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show or indeed the podcast, think about that with Dyson's hair. <laughs>